Joe Sushime. Twenty-seven. What's it supposed to be? Twenty-seven. Okay. I'm reading a report that, uh, boy, both local clubs lost last night, huh? Tough one. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Mm. The Wild were on FSN Plus. The Plus, we call it. Right? Yeah. And I was watching it uh, on a remote TV elsewhere in the building, okay. the house. Yeah. But then thought, well, I'm going to go upstairs and watch the overtime while I have a snack. Mm-hmm. I bet I know what the <laughs> snack was. I bet you don't. In any event, I couldn't uh, I couldn't find FSN Plus on the next TV, and I ran out to the garage where I have it on a Post-it note. And by the t- <laughs> that's what you are. I mouth the word. The I know two you words did. that you oh, are. I know you did. That's what you are. And by the time I got back in. Yep. It was over. They she scored was, 53 yeah. seconds into overtime. Can't I missed do, it. Can't do that and win. <clears throat> why a post note? Why don't you remember it's you know 287? Uh, Go into your there, remote. You have Comcast. Oh, you even have the voice Talk thing. in your remote. Why Minnesota Wild. Or, Boom, you got it. I, Comcast is awesome. That didn't work on this TV. It worked downstairs. Oh. I have a better idea. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I don't know, it's kind of a novel Not, concept. You know, technology. How about a second post-it note? Well... You know what? That's not a bad idea. No, no more. No, no. I no, got a lot no, of no, 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 no. notes. If, I am the king if he of drives you, notes. If he drives you anywhere, the the uh, the way it's like fighting through a jungle of post-it notes to get into his car and ride in the passenger side. <laughs> that's it, right. That's my office. Bank. Stamps. Yeah. Uh, oil change. Hair it's, just, it's It's well, everywhere. Wait, two words or does it just say oil? Because you're more of a one-word uh, guy. Would, I can get, I can figure it out with oil. You know that according to a CBS story out of Chicago, today is the busiest day for holiday traffic. Huh. Today, Tuesday. You mean out at the airport? Pardon? Out at the airport and things? Uh, this is limited pretty much to Chicago, but they say if you hit the road between 5 p.m. and 6 p.m. tonight, oh. uh, the AAA has predicted your trip could take three times longer than it would under... Uh, Optimal driving conditions. I don't know why I'm giving you any news about Chicago. We're not there. I know, but people like to know about uh, travel situations, and maybe people are traveling to Chicago. Millions of people are going to hit the road. And I have, I've always had a question about that. Uh, a, we're, they're going to Grandma's house, I guess. Yeah, right? cousins. All right. So 56 to 75 million Americans are going to hit the road for Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, presumably, that means by automobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that includes air traffic. I don't know. But then, paradoxically, at this time of year, you always get the story about how to survive family stress during the holidays. Oh, uh, there's there's 15 pitches that I've yes. just uh, put into the recycle bin yes, saying me we're too. not doing that. Well, are you check this out? Okay. You mean to tell Bring me? Bring it on down. You mean to tell me? Holiday division. That's right. You mean to tell me? Yeah. That seventy-five million people are intentionally putting themselves 
in these stressful... Why are 75 million people looking so forward to a family gathering while on the other, flip the page of the newspaper, and you're going to have five people telling you how to deal with too much uh, uh, genetic code in one room? Well, what's the deal with Uh, that? What is the deal with that? Because you still have to go, and that is the stressful part. Maybe, uh, you know, your brother-in-law... Uh, cracked up your snowmobile last time you, you were hanging out with them or something like that, and you still harbor some ill will. Mm-hmm. But you still have to, you know, eat turkey next to them. I guess. I don't stress over holidays. There, I don't know. You don't stress over anything. My You're wife, lucky. You're my wife lucky. stresses. I, I, my wife stresses. I'm not asking about your wife. Oh. I'm talking about you. <laughs> you don't stress over anything. You're very blessed that way. Well, maybe to a fault, though, huh? Well, don't get me going there. (laughs) You know, there's such a thing as good stress, and you don't experience that either. I don't have the good stress or the bad stress. No, you just don't have it. No. Now, uh, have you shopped for your Christmas tree yet? Because I have some notes of interest. I... uh, I've lost that battle because ornaments are too... We have a fake tree. Uh Oh. Uh... But I will give you a plug for the Nativity Men's uh, Tree Lot is open. I'm shocked that it took you this long. Why don't uh, let's pull a shift again and bring Reavers into the mix? You know what? Reavers would like the back I, room. I want to work this year. I'm, de- like a, I'm dead serious. It's like a top shelf bar. And then Joe, I'm going to need a spot to crash. Uh, <laughs> in the city. Good luck to you there. I, I guys at the Nativity <laughs> Men's Club just sleep in the snow. Right. I don't know what to tell you. Don't wake well, up, Green Hack. He'll no, be up tomorrow. There's a shortage of Christmas trees. No. Uh, yes, yes. And that's going to drive the price up. And uh, the reasons, uh, the, the only reason I would mention this story is I find the reasons interesting. Uh, seven years ago, uh no, never mind. <laughs> what? There was a shortage? Oh. Uh, fewer farmers nationwide planted in the years after the 2008 recession. Ah. So there's that There's that absence <clears throat> of Christmas trees. Uh, and there's a trucker shortage. To bring them from North Carolina? Well, this is the part that interested me. There's a trucker shortage... Uh, to haul the trees around because trucks have been uh, earmarked for shipping supplies to hurricane-affected areas. So the nation's uh, trucking uh, capacity has been reduced uh, in order to get supplies to hurricane-ravaged areas, whether it be Puerto Rico, uh, South Florida, Houston, what have you. And that has led to multiple Christmas tree farms and lots still waiting on on their shipments. See? Aha. Uh-huh. The National Christmas Tree Farm Association says you can expect to pay about five to ten percent more on live tree trees this year because of the shortage. Hmm. I bet people go into the Christmas tree business the way people go into getting a Prano pup stand at the fair. They think it's gonna make them Instant millionaires, yeah, right? Really doesn't. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's that's a, hell a lot of, a lot of work. It's a hell of a lot of you work. You got to raise the tree, then yes. you got to call a trucker. Yes, you got to get everything. Settled. Everybody sees um, light snowflakes falling as the the Wilson family comes to cut down the tree, and it's all is good. And the world was what 
What is and that? The world was uneven. Oh, uneven. <laughs> Taking the eggs to market. <laughs> I remember, I've told you this before, I have a distinct memory. I was driving to Duluth about this time of year. A tanker had washed up on the beach of, uh, what do you call that part of Duluth where there's the, the canal, oh, canal Park? No, uh, the bay? No, it's Canal Park. It's a spit of land where people live. Uh, I, no, by yeah, Glen, right, Canal Park. By Glensheen or by the, when you go no, down no, to the no, hotels? No, and... no, no, no. Uh, towards Wisconsin. Okay, towards Superior. It was a Greek tanker that washed up, and, and I, just, I wanted to go see it and write about it, and I did. But that's neither here nor there. On the way up, I passed a Christmas truck, a Christmas tree truck, southbound on 35, up around Hinkley or wherever. Okay. And it was a Norman Rockwell scene. It was an old red Ford steak truck. I think I remember you talking yeah, about this. Yeah, and it was packed to the gills with Christmas trees, and it was uh, just a nifty sight, nifty mm. sight. Restored old truck, uh, and I remember going through it with you because you thought a steak truck had something to do with food. <laughs> I thought it was a meat, like a delivery truck. It wasn't, a meat, a, it wasn't a meat truck. So uh, That was S-T-A-K-E instead of E-A-K. That's right. And so if you're having trouble with your tree this year uh, or finding one, it's because uh, there's a trucker shortage hmm. which uh it could be a first several people weighing in is it park point yeah park point okay park, park point, point. Ah, park point. all right got uh, canal park wasn't uh wasn't close was it wait uh, the one word was right all right just a park. moment okay joe Suchere. ryan go ahead please hi right, joe how's it going good um, I have, I, I think I have a, a rare Christmas tree ray of hope. All right. Last, last year, my wife, uh, uh, in her, in her imminent wisdom, decided she wasn't going to put up that bleeping, ugly Christmas tree anymore, a fake one. Yeah. She went, she went and bought a Hawaiian pine tree. Really. It looks, it, 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 it looks like a small Christmas tree. It's, a, it's a live plant. And, and we, you know, it wasn't anything fancy. It was just little. Well, she was, she managed to keep it alive over winter. And then she put it outside in the summertime and it shot up probably another, I suppose, a foot or something like that. She brought it back in when it got cold out. So it's basically a reusable live tree. That's fantastic. That is worthy of a ray of hope. Thanks. Today's ray of hope. A reusable Live tree. Yes. Jim? Yes, hello. I'm in the Christmas tree business. You talked about how someone can get they get into it thinking they can get rich. And uh, I think I worked 76 hours last week, and the, the Christmas tree season is hard work. Well, I, I don't doubt that. I, <laughs> I, I alluded to that. Just go to the mailbox and wait for that check, huh? That's right. That's right. I'm waiting for the payoff. All right. And that tree that the other guy was talking about, that's called a Norfolk Island Pine. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Right. Bye. Good luck this year. I don't know how this Kelsey does it, frequent emailer Terry. Yeah. He sent a picture of a red steak truck full of Christmas trees. Where does he find these things instantaneously? Does he work? It's this magical place called the Internet. The Interlinks? Yep. So, but we don't do that. And Brian writes he needs a ruling. 
I have a guy in the neighborhood who has scarecrows for Halloween. And for Christmas, he recostumes the scarecrows in Christmas garb. Is this ding-ding theme problem or complete genius? And he notes that he's going with ding-ding. Um, theme problem. Yeah, you got to put fall stuff away. Well, but wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. We're GLers. I, I, you know, wait a minute. Re, it's, he it's, didn't keep them for Christmas as scarecrows. He reclothed them. In what? In Christmas outfits. I think it's resourceful. Just like the guy called, he's got a replantable, usable tree. Bring the tree in, you use it, boom. boom. You keep it alive all winter, you take it outside and plant it, boom. Next Christmas, you bring it in the house. And Rookie turns it into a chair box. Yeah. Uh, scarecrow thing, I, I think there needs to be some separation. Dressed up in, in what, white puffy Santa's elves helper clothing? I, I don't know. I, I am uh, vigilant when it comes to realizing that people do have terrible theme problems. The, the penguins, I don't understand the you know, penguins Water skiing, uh, right. penguins Snoopy. with the uh, Hawaiian shirts on, right. I don't uh, understand that. I think but, you got to keep it classy. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't see a problem with, uh, it seems to me that the guy with the scarecrows is a last dropper. He's, he's, uh, he's a conservationist. I'm not going to get rid see, of my scarecrows. I'm going to doll them up with Christmas outfits. I would have to see a picture of it to see if it's ding-ding or not, because mm-hmm. scarecrows don't, even if they're dressed properly, it's still a scarecrow. You know what I'll do then? Yeah. I'll withhold the ruling. Okay. Maybe we can, he can snap a photo and send it over to us. No more fun in North Korea. Why? What now? Well, the little guy has banned singing and drinking. Ooh. Doesn't want anybody to have any fun. My trip to North Korea is out. Citizens have been banned from participating in any gathering related to drinking, singing, and other entertainment. Why does he want his people who don't have any joy right now to, to be banned from having joy? The ban is reportedly an effort to stifle a possible negative impact of sanctions against North Korea in response to its recent nuclear tests. The rogue state has also taken action against its military by undertaking an inspection of the military politburo due to an impure attitude toward the party leadership, according to Reuters. Interesting. They're, they're having impure thoughts about the little guy. Saying, hey, this is, we've got to get our... Guy's a nutcase. we got to get rid of him. What are they going to do? Why didn't somebody off this guy? I think Putin is capable of doing that. He's I don't a mind thug. Putin won't. I'm talking about his own people. Oh, well, because they keep him at... Ding dong, the witch is dead. Yeah, but there's so much fear over there. They're top all afraid. Mi- top military officials, including Bureau Chief Huang Pyong So and Deputy Chief Kim Horn Hong, yeah. were punished as a result of the investigation, but it's unclear how they were disciplined. Maybe they had... Paddle. Two foot Bare long. paddle spank. Two foot long parasite worms put in them. The investigation, the first in 20 years, was completed by Cho Yong-hai, who led the General Political Bureau of the Korean People's Army before he was promoted to the regime's Central Military Commission. Uh, so right now, if you're in North Korea, there's been a ban on fun, which presupposes that people were having fun. That's what I mean. Those people are, they, they were not having fun. He's, he's banned joy, 
and they really haven't had anything to be joyful about. Just hard to believe, isn't it? Mr. Yes. Mayor? Yes. Uh, very briefly, Johnny yeah. had this in his top of the hour update. Uh, there is an update on the lockdown at the Eden Prairie Center. Yes. Uh, the lockdown has now been lifted. This is according to multiple outlets. Shoppers say they were told it was because of a misunderstanding. They say a hunter allegedly brought his gun into a sporting goods store looking to buy uh, accessories for it. Once he learned the lockdown was because of him, he removed himself from the building. And I'm sure Johnny will have more. Okay. Uh, Tell me it was in a case, though, and if it's in a if it's in a case... He didn't march the thing in uh, right. with the, over his shoulder, did he? I mean, that I don't know. I'm yeah. sure John will have more. Port of arms. He had it cradled in his arm. I'm right. That would be what, the first thing they would teach you at the... What sporting goods store at Eden Prairie Center sells firearms? I've never been in Eden Prairie Center. I've been there many times. It's I in my neck been of the woods. Hello, Bob. I haven't been there many times. Yeah. Well, would they have a Cabela's? Or no, they a, don't. I'm trying to... Because they... I mean... Do they have a gun store? No, that's what I'm trying to think of. What store he would have walked into? Play it into. again, sports or whatever it's called. Play it but again. Sam. Any firearm owner would be so uh, cautious. You would think that it would have to be in you know in a, in a leather case or whatever the uh, casing is. You wouldn't just have it walk you know open. It does. Uh, it does uh, compel an interesting question. Can you walk into a mall with your weapon in order to go to a sporting goods store to have it outfitted with? A scope or accessories something like that, or right. whatever. I'm not sure what the rule is. I, I don't have any idea myself. Can you take us to break and bring us John Height? I can certainly do that right now. He is doing a wonderful job of preparing uh, you for his uh, newscast. John Height, next here in Garage Logic. Well, I could I could be as blind as you, trying to find a thing. There was just a big garage sale at Gray Gardens last week. Really? We missed it. Uh, you got a good chair box there, I bet. Ben <laughs> Bradley and Help Me, who was the... Uh, is it Sally? Sally. Uh, Sally Quinn? Sally Quinn owned it. Huh. Uh, apparently, they must... During the renovation, they must have taken all of the Beals stuff and put it in the barn. And then, apparently, the new owners of it had a garage sale. And, of course, because of the... I like uh, Bud Grant. Because of the... Uh, <laughs> Because of the cult status of Grey Gardens, it was extremely well attended. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. Partly sunny, windy, and 27 degrees. This update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Proud sponsor of the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN with Chris Reavers. That Beer Show, by the way, this week will be tonight. That's right. Boy, okay. What's the topic? Uh, beer. Beer? Beer. All right. <laughs> uh, we're going to have uh, our guests from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits on, of course, and right. uh, Northern Brewers back into the mix. I see. Yeah, their new store, by the way. So they That's enough. They renovated okay, it. Okay. And a uh, brand new location. <laughs> very, you. very nice. Thank you. Both the, both the locals lost last night. The Wolves losing to Charlotte. The Wild losing in overtime to New Jersey. Next up, the Wolves play Orlando at the Target Center. That'll be tomorrow evening, and the Wild is at Buffalo tomorrow night. Meanwhile, the Wild did send former first-round picks Luke Coonan and Joel Erickson Eck back to uh, Iowa of the American Hockey League. Almost said Ohio there. Hmm. Uh, Zach Mitchell's being recalled. Mitchell is Iowa's leading scorer with five goals and 11 assists in 11 games. The 19-year-old Coonan was the Wild's first pick back in 2016. He had two goals and two assists in 17 games for the Wild this season. Erickson Eck is 20. Uh, he had a goal and two assists in 20 games. Quick observation in the Wild. I know everybody's got their undies in a bunch. Oh, there's something wrong with them. I just don't think they're very good. 
They don't have a guy. Well, they're just, and I know Parisi's hurt and they've had some injuries, but I just don't think they're very good. Hmm. There no, you go. Boom. They're they're uh, they're an average team. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Analytical points awarded. Good. Mm-hmm. News notes from today. Eden Prairie Police report the all clear now has been given. A lockdown lifted at the Eden Prairie Center. The ball had gone on lockdown around noon, based on a report of a person with a weapon has since reopened. Officers did respond to the scene. In fact, reports from the scene indicated. Uh, that uh, a large police presence was visible on the side of the mall where the man had been seen. Uh, Care 11 is reporting it was actually a hunter who had brought his gun in to uh, get some accessories for it, and that's what gun was sighted. But uh, apparently now, as I said, the all-clear has been given. Uh, everything good. My sources are telling me that Dick's Sporting Goods sells ah. hunting gear, but I, I do not know if there's a Dick's Sporting Goods store at the Edenbury Center. There's one in Bloomington, I know, off of 494. <laughs> I go there many times. Yeah, there's times. one up by my house, too. Here. It's a pretty nice story, isn't it, John? really interesting. St. <laughs> Paul police officer has been charged with two counts of driving while intoxicated after striking another vehicle and damaging several parked cars last week in St. Paul. According to the criminal complaint, a state patrol trooper responded to a call reporting a crash near Fairview and Hague Avenues. When he got there, the trooper found a pickup truck had hit a car. And according to the complaint, both cars sustained severe damage, and the crash had also damaged four parked cars in the area. State trooper questioned the driver of the pickup truck, identified as 38-year-old Corey Kokendorfer, and reportedly noticed the scent of alcohol as well as signs of intoxication. Kokendorfer told the trooper he had one beer. After failing the standard field sobriety test, Kokendorfer allegedly admitted to drinking five beers. So one after another. Right. So we went from one to five. That's correct. All right. He also had a blood alcohol content of 0.24. Wow. About two and a half uh, hours after the crash. Kokendorfer's driving record contains no prior DWI-related convictions or revocations. Kokendorfer has been with the St. Paul Police Department since 2005. Uh, just another bulletin. I can confirm there is not a Dick's location <laughs> in Eden Prairie, but there is a Shields. Oh, oh okay. there you go. Shields uh, located in Eden Prairie. That might be the, uh, the story. Thanks, Rook. Yep. President Trump pardoned Drumstick today, the official White House turkey from the Rose Garden. <laughs> drumstick. Was he wearing the robe from the uh, Willard Hotel? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not uh, Trump, the Drumstick. The drum, <laughs> drumstick looked normal when yeah. I saw him. Uh, uh, Mr. Trump uh, joked. Uh, he even made a reference to his predecessor. He said, as many of you know, I've been very active in overturning some of my predecessor's executive actions. Uh, Tater and Tot's pardons cannot, under any circumstances, be revoked. Tater and Tot, you can rest easy. Tater and Tot were pardoned last year by President Obama. Ah. So they're not looking over their shoulder. Well, they don't have a shoulder. Their wing. Right. So they're fine. He officially pardoned two turkeys. Uh, The Twitter sphere, though, chose Drumstick, rather than his feathered friend Wishbone, to be the official national turkey. You know, Rook, you made a good point yesterday, and it's worth bringing up again. So what if you are the guy staying in the room after the turkeys, or what if you're the cleaning person tasked with cleaning the room? I think they'll clean the room. Uh, Actually, what I think they did is probably run up there for a photo op and lie to the American public, saying they had rooms at the Willard. I bet they didn't stay there. Joe, why are you such a cynic? That's true, John. (laughs) You don't think there was a big wild... Pre-Thanksgiving turkey party? No, I don't. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) So now, wait a Munchkins used to have, you know, off the set of Wizard of Oz. Hey, Munchkin. So if if we pardoned two turkeys last year with Tater and Tot, did they each get their own room or did they have to share, you know, like a dual Probably adjoining. Yeah. Yeah, Probably adjoining. Like twin beds. Hey, Tater, you in there? (laughs) You get the east bed. 
Rough, uh, rough day for Charlie Rose as he has now lost two jobs this morning. PBS has now ended its partnership with Rose, host of its long-running interview show. After several women accused him of sexual misconduct, the 75-year-old Rose has interviewed newsmakers in the media, entertainment, business, and politics weeknights on PBS's schedule since 1991. PBS had suspended the show late yesterday after the Washington Post published an article about women who said he groped them and walked around naked in front of them. Uh, PBS does distribute the program, but it is produced by a company that is owned by Rose. PBS's announcement today that it was terminating its relationship with Rose came about an hour after CBS News announced it was terminating Rose, who hosted CBS This Morning and contributed to 60 Minutes. In a statement, PBS said the service expects all the producers we work with to provide a workplace where people feel safe and are treated with dignity. I have some questions about that coming up. You mean about walking naked in yeah, front I have of other some, people? Precisely that. Okay, I have right. some questions okay. about it. I've, I've, I would like to comment if you have yeah, a couple of yeah, questions yeah. on it. New concert announcement for this summer at Target Field. Uh, Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band will join the Eagles nice. for a concert on June 30th. Uh, the Eagles now, of course, consist of Don Hanley, Joe Walsh, Timothy B. Schmidt, Deacon Fry, who's Glenn Fry's kid, and Vince Gill. They're uh, going out on tour. The tour begins March 14th in Chicago, runs through July 28th in Philadelphia. They'll play at Target Field on June 30th. Tickets for the tour, that includes the Minneapolis stop, go on sale Saturday, December 2nd at 10 in the morning. Uh, prices I saw earlier went from $95 to $495 wow. Holy for cow. that uh, Eagles concert no word on if the dude will be in attendance the dude 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 he'll probably be abiding he doesn't like he doesn't like i hate the bleeping eagles man you guys are gonna go right the eagles at target field i've seen him uh what do i need to hear those war horses again yeah and it's maybe if glenn fry was still alive i might go but i i have no desire you guys are yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man I man, come on. I had a rough <laughs> night, and I hate the f-ing Eagles, man. I am going to have to bring that story back at 340 because those are two artists that Mr. Olson despises, Jimmy Buffett mm-hmm. and the Eagles. So, so we'll have to bump back with uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise. Right. <laughs> uh, construction workers in Germany have unearthed a giant concrete swastika on a sports field in the northern city of Hamburg. The German news agency DPA reported workers were digging in the ground with an excavator to build changing rooms when they suddenly hit a 13-foot by 13-foot Nazi symbol. Members of the sports club at the Heinkling Stadium in the city's Bilstedt district told DPA the swastika served as a foundation for a monument that had been torn down decades ago. City officials say they want the swastika, which was buried 1.3 feet below the ground, gone as quickly as possible, because it's too heavy to be transported away. They're planning on destroying it with jackhammers. And Zimbab- well, I don't get that. What would the um, what would be the reason to have the giant swastika there? See, it, it used to be foundation. a Nazi country. No, I know that, but I mean, if it's... It was, it was, it was right here, right here. Uh, it served as a foundation for a monument. Well, that's what I'm saying. How would they not know that it was buried then? Well, maybe they thought it had been dug up when the whole th- the monument had been... Destroyed. Obviously, okay. the money was next okay. to that Dick Sporting Goods store. <laughs> is Dave Dahl available? He is. He just sent an email. Joe Souchere. Yeah. Uh, here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We have uh, 27 degrees out there. It feels like 13, though, thanks to a fairly strong northwest wind still gusting to over 20 miles per hour. It's going to be clear and cold tonight, down to 16 for the overnight low. Northwest winds will diminish down to 5 to 15 tomorrow. 
Quite a few clouds around, partly sunny skies, a little warmer, up to 32. Could be some light snow across northeastern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin, maybe a couple of inches up there. Not much here in the south at all. And then Thursday for Thanksgiving Day, partly cloudy and warmer, 40 for the high, 33 for the low, so we stay above freezing. And a chance of some scattered showers on Friday, rain showers, 50 for the high on Friday. That'll be the first time this month that we've reached 50. If we make it, um, we'll. The, the last time we didn't make it to 50 during the month of November was 1997, so 20 years ago. Saturday, mostly sunny and cold, and 30, 32 on Sunday, and then next week it warms back up in the lower 40s with a chance of rain showers on Tuesday. Again, tonight, Joe, going down to about 16 above. Right now we're at 27. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Brian adds, let me add some detail. They are scarecrows with Santa hats and jackets, but with scarecrow faces. The first time I noticed them, I thought, this is a Yuletide scarecrow. Hope this helps with the ruling. Yes, they're ding, ding. Okay, thank that's, you. That's not economy. Thank you for that's, coming around. That's, 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 just, that's just ding, ding. Right. I, I am unfamiliar with Charlie Rose. Uh, I, I just don't watch a lot of, what would that be, a, a talk show on CBS in, uh, in the morning? or what? I don't know when he's on. Yeah, I'm not a consistent viewer of, of Charlie, so I don't. I know who he is, but I don't know a lot about him. Talk show host and journalist Charlie Rose was fired Tuesday by CBS News, PBS, and Bloomberg in the wake of eight women accusing him of sexual harassment and unwanted advances, according to the Washington Post. A short time ago, we terminated Charlie Rose's employment with CBS News, effective immediately, said a statement posted to Twitter from CBS News President David Rhodes. This followed the revelation yesterday of extremely disturbing and intolerable behavior said to have revolved around his PBS program. In a statement, PBS announced it ended his relationship with Rose, whose self-titled interview show began in 1991. Uh, okay. Uh, Bloomberg TV confirmed it had severed ties with Rose. The claims, here's here's the part where I'm having a little trouble. The claims made against Rose, 75, in the Post's report included groping female acquaintances and walking around naked in their presence. The women were either employees at the Charlie Rose show or aspired to work for the show in allegations spanning from the late 90s to 2011, according to the Washington Post. Three women were on the record and five were anonymous. Uh, two of the women the Post interviewed Kyle Godfrey-Ryan from Diversityville and Megan Crate confirmed their accounts to NBC News on Monday night. Okay, can we uh, surmise uh, that he walked around naked in the workplace? Well, uh, after 10 p.m., they have the uh, Charlie Rose Naked News Hour. So maybe they, <laughs> that's that's the part I didn't get. I don't I don't understand this part because that seems to me that isn't sexual harassment. That's walking around the newsroom naked. How about you get a throw a net over the guy and take him to the loony bin? Right. Uh, may I add to this, please? please. Uh, yesterday, I read the account. Uh, it was the young ladies were uh, AIDS interns. Uh, people who help put together stories, that sort of thing. Right. And he, they would go to his apartment. Oh. And he would uh, come out of the shower, stark naked, you know, and continue to work, saying, you know. Uh, Here, let me need my signature on this. Hang on a sec. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I had the same question. Hold my and, towel. And there was a story yesterday that went a little more in depth. But that's uh, Well, then, then uh, okay, that, that mitigates my follow-up. But, uh, it, and these women at the time apparently felt 
what if they threw a net over the guy or called nine one one? They they don't get the job or uh, or what? Right? I, right. I would assume that yes, that's they didn't want to make a fuss. Why do people have to go? Because I was going to say if he did this in the in his place of employment, lock him up. He's a nutcase. <laughs> Throw a net over him and drag him out of there. Put him in a straitjacket. Well, and I... then and then I would further add that why should his superiors be off the hook? But again, that was all presupposed that he did this in the workplace. If he was doing it at his own apartment, I, I guess you can't really blame the president of CBS for that. I did see a PBS thing this morning, note that there were no HR complaints against him. None. Zero. Hmm. Ever. In his run there, and he's been... Uh, that show's been running since, what, 91, I think, mm-hmm. or, or 2000. I guess I just, so. you know what, John, there's things going on uh-huh. out there that I just don't know anything about. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. But a lot but, of this, uh, a lot of this, uh, of the, the wind has gone out of my spinnaker here. If he was doing this at his apartment, uh, that's that's completely different, however untoward. Right, uh, but that's it your... is if he was doing it at at, at CBS, right on the set. Yeah, and the the gals who work with him at CBS every morning for the last five years, mm-hmm. uh, basically this morning said nothing like that went on. Said it's unacceptable, obviously, that it happened in other places. But they said at CBS he was you know a perfect gentleman. Uh, nothing ever happened. He was uh, great to work with. And in fact, Gail King said uh, it's it's hard for her because this can't be condoned. But Charlie's been you know her one of her best friends for five years, so. For what that's worth, so he wasn't doing it at CBS, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the tough part is sending an, an intern. He's admitting or to this essentially. Mm-hmm. He's apologizing for his inappropriate behavior. Oh, of course, that's foghornable. Uh, he said he's embarrassed. I behaved insensitively. I accept responsibility. Uh, I always felt that I was pursuing shared feelings. Well. Not uh, really. 24-year-old's not going to want to see a 70-year-old walking around uh, out of the With shower. His birthday about, suit. About right? a 60-year-old. Yeah. Well, you're just sh- pushing the envelope. What does Cher have to do with this? Chris, you can't keep doing that, and I'm not kidding. It wasn't a pun. Yeah, it was dreadful. It was a dreadful, dreadful oh, pun. A dreadful pun. Dreadful. You're fired. <laughs> Go home for Thanksgiving right Go now. Go walk around naked in one Sweet, of the... Rook, uh, you have to work tomorrow now. <laughs> Well, okay, so if he didn't, oh. because if he did that at work, I, I would think uh, you'd have to hold a lot of people accountable, not only mm-hmm. him, because why should uh, why should your superiors get away with saying, geez, I had no idea we had this nutcase employed with us, okay. but that, that apparently isn't the case. <clears throat> but let me ask this, what's the protocol for reporting? Johnny Height said there were no HR uh, complaints against him, but now they're all coming out saying he did this. And I, I'm not questioning their, I, I just, I thought if you went to HR with a problem, HR would always make it confident and you couldn't get fired. But if it didn't happen at CBS, there is no violation. But if they were at his apartment to drop off documents or read a script, that would be official business. Wouldn't right? it be a red flag to have y- yeah, you young don't. women say uh, uh, have uh, to have them summoned to his house to work? Why don't they just tell him go put it where the sun don't shine? I guess I'm being naive. I guess they want jobs so bad that they're willing to say, "Well, I'm going to go over there. I don't think anything will happen." I don't know. How, see, or, there's stuff or maybe, going on. I don't know anything right. about. Or maybe yeah. you go over there saying, "Well, he's a professional. Why would I? Why would I have he's, any fear?" Well, yeah, he's a 60 Minutes reporter. He's been on PBS all these years. Has a great interview show. Uh, that you wouldn't go there thinking he's going to walk out right. of the shower. Right. 
you know, his birthday suit. Hmm. And when he does, I suppose you're shocked and you don't want to cause trouble. Well, was uh, it a tell-all or what's, I mean, did anything happen? I have no idea. I guess I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up by saying I really don't care. Except, uh, again, if it had been done at work. Right. But uh, the other thing, too, is uh, sheepishly, you wouldn't want to, uh, I don't want to walk around, you know, any other workers, co-workers naked. Well, we're not coming over. Okay. No. no. Oh, really? I got to, come on down to the basement. I got to show you a little something. It's the end of the world as we know it. He feels fine. Lost last night at home in overtime to New Jersey. The uh, Timberwolves lost to uh, Charlotte. Uh, Timberwolves are home tomorrow night hosting Orlando. That should be the festive. Do you know that the Wednesday before Thanksgiving uh, has surpassed most other festive nights in the country for uh, uh, partying? It's 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 getting ready. People are lighting the lamp. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm just at home getting ready for Thanksgiving. It should be a busy night for Uber and Lyft and cab companies. And uh, don't screw up your Thanksgiving. Don't try. There's too many, too many ways not to do it. That's our PSA. Fifteen hundred. ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 27 degrees, and uh, Garage Logic back with much more in just a.